Welcome to the Hobby of a Lifestyle podcast, a show that looks at how our passions impact lives and drive career choices. I'm Andy Gray, a former national and world champion kickboxer. During my shows, I'll be talking with athletes, coaches, fans and more as I delve into their world to find out what inspired them on their journey. Welcome to Hobby of a Lifestyle. I'm very fortunate to be speaking with amazing people from an array of backgrounds and professions, some older and some younger than myself, but I feel like I'm continuously learning and being inspired. Today's guest is no different. At only 21, this young man is already a true success. He's humble, has a huge heart, and to top it all off, he's a professional in his chosen hobby, has a successful content creation company, and has just shy of 800,000 YouTube subscribers. Welcome, Josh Newman. Good afternoon, Josh. Welcome to Hobby of a Lifestyle. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. Excited to be on. Thank you very much. Josh, do you just want to tell listeners what your profession slash hobby is? Yeah, um, it's kind of like multifaceted. I longboard, like downhill skateboarding professionally. um, And I'm also like a travel filmmaker, all around adventure. I just like doing anything adventurous. Um, I also run a media production company full time. So Busy. all those together kind of kind of help me do what i do yeah it's i mean i don't even know where you begin to get into the, the downhill longboarding so let's go <laughs> right back to the very beginning how old yeah. were you when you first picked up a skateboard um so i'd like ridden a skateboard before like here and there like my brother had one but i really got in the longboarding i got one for my 12th birthday with some money i'd saved up um shortly after my parents had sold my xbox so i didn't really have anything else to do well, why did your parents sell your xbox because i got pretty obsessed with it like every time i get something i like enjoy doing i like get hooked on it and just go like all in on it right um so it's got to be targeted well um and the video games were not the best target for it and they realized that um so like a month after they sold that i just saw some people like longboarding around my neighborhood and thought it looked really fun and decided to, to use some money i'd saved up just from like mowing the lawn like doing chores to to get one so that yeah that's amazing and as i said you've you've already picked up a skateboard when you were a bit younger and had a little go here and there on your on your siblings and whatnot you you've got a longboard what was the what was the progression from a longboard was it literally just kind of going out with your friends and go down the street in the longboard and or how how does it progress from just being something like you're doing with your friends in the street yeah um so this was like beginning of middle school, like sixth grade um, when I started. Um, and I kind of just like did it on my street. I had like a few friends, but not like a ton had really gotten into it yet. Um, and then like a month after I'd like started to learn some of like the first like slides is what you call them. Okay. Um, I was like, I got my dad's like old video camera, like dusted it off and like tried to start filming some like YouTube videos with it, like tutorials on how to slide. Um, and that was kind of where like my filmmaking interest kind of started okay um and then from there like throughout middle school like more kids got into it in like early high school um so it's just kind of like skated around like local areas i didn't live in like a super hilly area not like mountainous by any means but like enough for like the first couple years to to have like big enough hills um but then after that was when the trend kind of like died out with some like just like it was kind of like a fad for a little bit um it kind of like died out once kids got into like ninth and 10th grade, like 15, 16 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, at that point within the first year, I'd already gotten three sponsors. Um, and then like by that point, like a few years in, I was already like 
well, I love this stuff too much. And like, even if I wanted to, I'm like so far in it. Um, <laughs> but like, I obviously loved it anyways. So I just kept up with it. Um, that was right around the time I got my driver's license. So I could start making trips and like going to the mountains every weekend. Wow. Um, just kept like filming, uh, making videos, just doing what I like to do. That's and then, amazing. um, what yeah, was it like when you got your first sponsor? When, so when people get in touch with you uh, and, and why did you get your first sponsor as well? Yeah. So typically in the beginning, um, it's you reaching out to them. Yeah, um, even at this point, like some companies I'll still reach out to, like it's like half and half right now, right. um, depending on like what the company is. But when you're at the very beginning, it's normally a hundred percent you reaching out to the other companies. And, um, the process of that is kind of, I, I definitely didn't make it sound as eloquent when I was 12, but like explaining what you can offer to the company more than like what they can do for you. Yeah, that's like what a lot of, a lot of people have an issue with, especially at age like 12, 13, 14. They're just like, they hear sponsor like free stuff. And like, that's all they like focus on, but it's more like what you can do for them. Um, so that was really cool. And like, was like the first spark of like, this could have potential. Like, I don't really know where this is going to go, but like after seven months having one secured sponsor, like that's, I think this could be like some sort of thing. Like I'd never really thought anything would turn into as big as it is now, even up until like two and a half years ago, like I had no idea. Um, but like, I always just like, was like I'm just gonna do it because I like to do it and it like makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was kind of just like the motivation behind it. Like, there's no like I wanted. Like, if you told me then that I would have been able to, like, m- be able to monetize it like this and have like a decent source of income from this. Yeah. Like I would be like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> just for doing something you love. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, just kind of like kept up doing that, and then um, it was after I turned 18, I graduated high school. Um, and then the summer before I went to university, I went on a five week Europe trip with two friends and we just basically got a rental car and just traveled around like nine different countries over the, the course of those five weeks and just filmed. And, uh, it wasn't until I started posting that, that everything started just like growing exponentially. Yeah. And what would your European trip, was that very much planned out for, for the downhill skateboarding? Yeah, it was a it was a longboarding like specific trip. Like obviously we did a little bit of hiking and stuff in the Alps, yeah, of course. And, like, cliff jumping and like swimming and like cool lake. Yeah, just as you do. Yeah, it's while you're there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like fully uh, like a skate trip. I would call it. When you're younger, as you said, you didn't live in a massively mountainous area for for doing the longboarding. Do you think that benefited you because you kind of gradually built up to the bigger? the bigger downhill stuff rather than just being in an area straight away where you could throw yourself down a hill. Maybe he's not have learned all the skills that you need to learn and put you off the sport. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Cause I've definitely seen some people that have gotten into it. Like when they get to university, there's like a good university in North Carolina that's based like in the mountains okay. um, that a lot of kids went to. And like, I've seen some people progress very fast there. Um, but at the same time, when I had started, like, the level of skating wasn't like at the point where it was like a couple of years ago when those kids were starting. So it's really hard to say exactly. I think it's more of a factor of like who, who you surround yourself with and that skill level of like the riders surrounding you than like the actual area. Cause everywhere has like some, like at least some sort of hill. And then like even the mountainous areas have some flat roads where you yeah, can, of course. 
offensive stuff. Um, what is it like when you you know you take on that first hill, which is maybe is a little bit steeper than you're used to, and and you've got to put all your training into practice? What's the what's the rush like? Oh yeah, it's always like you always get the butterflies before at the top. Um, typically, it's one of those things um, where you like get down and you realize like wow, like I was able to handle that better than I thought, and like yeah. now it's like more fun than scary. But there are some roads that like even now, like every time, I'll just be like terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but is it one of those things that you have to fully commit to? Otherwise, you've got more chance of getting injured or coming off the board. Yeah, there's definitely, yeah, commitment's like a big thing. Like, you can't, like, half send it, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You um, yeah, like, certain things, like, you just have to go in for it. That's with, like, everything, like, longboarding, clip jumping, big time, um, like, skydiving, like, everything I, I do. You, the hesitation and, like, lack of commitment is what can get you more hurt than actually yeah. just going. Yeah, I can't believe it. And what sort of speeds are you reaching when you're longboarding? Um, so the fastest I've hit is 70 miles per hour, which is 112 kilometers yeah. an hour. Um, but past like 60 miles per hour, which is like 102 kilometers an hour, that's like that's when it stops getting fun and more scary. So like I generally <laughs> like leave the line like at about 60 miles per hour, like 100k. That is because um, it's just crazy. like yeah, 60 miles an hour on a skateboard is. Just wow. <laughs> yeah, That's it's pretty, just incredible. It's a feeling for sure. I can imagine it's a great feeling if, if, if you've got the skill level to handle going 60 mile an hour <laughs> on a longboard. Yeah. You know, 60 mile an hour Definitely. in a car is fast, but 60 mile an hour on four little wheels. It's a lot of trust you've got to put into the equipment as well. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And your ability. What's it like when you first hit those speeds for the first time? It's. Yeah, 60 is like the big miles. Well, I feel like it, as you go up, it's like 40, 50, 60. But yeah. 60 is like the big milestone because like um, you'll like like a, quite a few people have at least hit 60 like once. Yeah. Um, but 70, like not many people have hit. Um, so it's like that's why 60 is like the main like last one that a lot yeah. of people hit. And that's like a big one. Um, but yeah, there's been some people that have hit like 80. And like even I think the world record right now is like 90, which is just absurd. But nice. Yeah. That, that there must have been an ice that is just absolutely crazy to go down something that fast oh uh, yeah I, wow. I think so. yeah and so that's not a name for you to be, break that world record yeah no, no. <laughs> not, not, not for me. so you've said about your european trip doing nine countries over the five weeks you said that was kind of the the moment where becoming a professional longboard kind of transcended and it was it was a much more viable option. Why why was those five weeks such a, a, a turning point in your in your career? Yeah. So um I didn't originally know it was gonna be a turning point because I was just like going to film for fun. We were shooting some stuff for my sponsors. And like at that point I'd been like professional for like a year or so. That's just like when you just start getting paid for it. But like the longboard entry is not huge. So like it's not anything crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, once I started posting that stuff was when I started um, getting like a lot more views and subscribers, like just skyrocketing. I think like one month, like I gained like 150,000 subscribers on YouTube wow. in like a singular month. And um, that was when I started realizing like, um, not necessarily like being a professional longboarder pays, but like having the content creation side on it, like yeah, with, through YouTube. And then being able to have any offshoots of brands from that um, is what can be like a self-sustaining, like living. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of when 
I started realizing it. It was like probably like six to eight months after when it started like really going up and it just kind of like blew my mind because I did not expect that to happen. <laughs> What's it like now when people ask you who you've never met before, who, who don't recognize you, and they just say, oh, so Josh, what, what's your profession? What's your job? Uh, so I, I typically kind of just focus on like the media aspect of it because like that's more what it is, like the, the media production. Um, like the term influencer, I'm not like a huge fan of that just because the connotation it's, it's yeah. brought on. Yeah, but like I guess I could, I could fall under that category. Um, and then just like, yeah, I wouldn't, I would never – it's hard for me to say like long word into my profession, but it's like a piece of it, you know? Um, but like a big piece that's helped me get work with like certain brands and stuff along the way. That's definitely yeah. really helped. So, um, I'd say just like filmmaker. I, I just kind of like filmmaker, entrepreneur, downhill skateboarder uh, it's, it's 100% adventure downhill skateboarder for the for yeah. all intense purposes of this podcast today it's definitely uh, that it's yeah. a, no it, it's absolutely amazing and i was watching some of the videos and my kind of heart was in my mouth watching them i mean it looks amazing but i you know just just getting the courage i suppose if you want to use a polite word getting the courage to yeah. go down a hill at that speed is just it's amazing to watch and watch somebody's talent what what do you, what would your advice be for a young person aspiring to follow in your footsteps, certainly down the, the downhill skateboarding route? Yeah. Um, so obviously like I'd recommend every time when people get into it, like get into it slowly, just like definitely push yourself out of your comfort zone, but like to a point, like there's a difference between pushing yourself out of your comfort zone in the terms of progression and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to where it's just like stupidity. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just like you just want to like get a little bit out of your comfort zone each time, and then that like over a year will grow way faster than you can imagine. Um, my also the other thing too, when people like look at what I do and like want to get into that, um, what I recommend is like just make sure whatever you're doing, you're doing it for the right reasons. Um, just because like I never got into it to do it for a living, it kind of just because I was genuinely passionate about the things I did. Like I genuinely loved them. And I think like when you do things for the right reasons, things will fall into place. But if you do something just for followers, money, like yeah. then you end up being like kind of disappointed and it's a lot harder to stick with something and you're not willing to take those hits because like you don't love it as much. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because pretty much every person we spoke to has followed their hobby into a profession and, and it's kind of just progressed naturally into a profession rather than yeah. something it, it never started off that way. It was always just something they loved, something they were passionate about and because they've pursued it and stuck with it, then, yeah. then the professional exactly. side of that came along with, which is, it's just been for everyone we spoke to in general, which is really a nice piece of advice. I suppose people would look at you now and you use the word influencer and we're not going to use that word because that's, yeah. not, that's not what you are. You're a, professional creator and but people do look at that side of things and go ah wow you know that's what i want to do Mm -hmm. is there any negatives that come with the i suppose the celebrity (laughs) um i mean i've gotten like the only negatives to like blowing up on youtube have been like just 99% 99% of people are stoked on it, but 1% can be, like, really mean. Uh, like, I've had some people tell me I, like, deserve to die and, like, all this weird stuff. Wow. Um, but, like, 
yeah it's a little weird but like i i don't really let that stuff get to me because it's like yeah um but in terms of just like social media as a whole um i definitely have like my kind of quarrels with it just in the terms of like how it doesn't really show the full picture um so it can be kind of deceiving and then how some people that are big on social media kind of like perpetuate that by just kind of like rubbing in their lifestyle um just like saying look at me i'm here in greece and you're at home doing nothing like yeah uh, that's something i don't like at all and like obviously nothing i'd ever try to perpetuate um so that's like my main core with social media and like the negative of the whole influencer age yeah Um, yeah, of course of course i I think um, it's it's a very important one and you're saying there about how social media portrays maybe is not the full picture it's about and i'm just trying to educate certainly some of the younger younger listeners who maybe despite to have similar hobbies and and aspirations as, as some of the list as some of the other people that we've had guests it's the hard work that goes into all of this as well you know it's not just a case of um i'm gonna i'm gonna get sponsored to go and do this this race or this to this track or this road this hill it's about the hard work that goes in that the the months of training, the months of working out plans, and how much work goes into some of the things that you're pulling off. Yeah, so yeah, it's definitely a lot of work, um, a lot of pain too. Like especially with like a sp- extreme sport like longboarding, like I've taken quite a few hard crashes. I had one recently that I'm still healing from. Okay, um, I fractured and dislocated my shoulder and like scraped up my entire body. Video is like one of my more recent ones on the, my Instagram. So if you, yeah. if you want to check it out, um, it's pretty brutal. But um, in terms of like not only just the longboarding, but the, the video side is probably the, where there's more work. Like I probably spend outside of like school, like and working out, like just straight focused, um, like editing like five to six hours a day after like a trip like this. Yeah. Um, at least like that's just like average um so it takes like a long time i'm working on having some stuff out like next month from my trip but like even that's like a tight timeline for what i'm trying to do Um, so there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes like i'm doing something like like a full-time job plus university plus a social plus working out um was was university something like you thought about quitting because of your success or is it something that you in your head you still want to complete and you've you know it's oh i definitely thought about yeah i definitely thought about dropping out um but it's more like i'm halfway through it now and at this point um i'm really trying to stay here for like the networking especially on the terms of like my media production company so it's something i want to like continue to to build from where i am right now um so having like connections and stuff that work for different companies all over will be really nice um, what's it what's and, it like being at university with your peers and already having the success that you've got yeah so it's definitely interesting sometimes um but i try to also surround myself there there's there's a ton of like kids who are just brilliant here and i try to surround myself around them um just so i feel like if you don't surround yourself around them you can feel yourself like kind of like oh like i'm already ahead i kind of just chill out but you yourself around people who are like more successful then it kind of drives you to keep wanting to like push and uh keep yeah. building up so that's the thing i like doing. yeah like, i like i think it's a brilliant piece of advice as well for those out there who are listening who maybe are a little bit 
stuck or, or, or thinking, watch way at the go, what shall I do? You know, surround yourself with people who you, you believe are better than you are doing more successful things and push to push to be more like them. I think it's great. What what do your parents think of your hobby and your career? Um, my parents have always supported it. Um, there's definitely been some times when they're like, uh, like that, you're cutting it a little close there. Like we don't like that. Um, yeah. It's funny. Both of my parents work in the medical field. My dad's an emergency room doctor, actually. So it's like, right. kind of that. <laughs> just, um, just on the phone, Dad, I, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I've, I've, yeah. I've never actually visited him in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um, he kind of like piqued my interest in kind of like the adventure stuff. We used to go mountain biking a lot uh, when I was younger. And like the, le- I tell like everyone, anytime anyone asks, like the one lesson he taught me through mountain biking was like, if you don't fall, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Like you're not like maximizing your potential. Yeah, of course. Um, and that's something that like at the time I just saw is just mountain biking. But like the more I've grown, I've realized like not only does it apply to like physical stuff, like longboarding, mountain biking, like physical activities, but like same with business. Um, like if you're not hearing no, if you're not getting rejected, if you're not failing, like there's still room for you to grow and keep pushing. So, um, but that was kind of like a little tangent, but he definitely like got me hooked on that kind of stuff. And then I definitely attribute some of the success I've had with longboard into that kind of mindset that was instilled in me. That's yeah. That's amazing. And I think it's so, so good when you've got parents who've kept you grounded and obviously you've grown up and pushed you in. (coughs) I, I, I would love to see your, parents reactions when they ask them what their son does for a living you know <laughs> have you not seen that young man on on instagram flying down the hills you know he's also got a great create content creation company <laughs> it is absolutely fantastic is there, is there any not regrets but is there anything that you would have changed this far in your career and did differently that's a tough question because honestly, I don't know. I believe everything happens for a reason. So I think the way where I am now, like everything leading up to it was for a reason to, for me to be here. Like, obviously there's certain things it's like, where it's like, Oh, it'd be cool to start this earlier or do this earlier. Um, but at the same time that could have just shifted. And like, I don't know if I would have gotten the same opportunities or met the same people. So um, I'm going to say I wouldn't change anything. Like obviously there's like little things that would change, but as a whole, um, I think wherever I'm meant to be is like where I'm meant to be. And like, yeah. as long as I just you doing the hard work, um, I'm going to continue to like learn, fail, grow. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, I'll be wherever, wherever it takes me. Kind of just riding the way. I love that. So what are your aspirations kind of, and within the immediate future, the foreseeable future, and then longer as well. Yeah, so I definitely want to continue like the content creation um, in the near future. Like, um, I want to be able to get to the point where I can like travel like full time, um, shooting content like not even just longboard and like shooting stuff for like brands with yeah. through my production company. Um, but long term, uh, I actually want to go more in like the the charitable realm like um and actually start my own nonprofit within the next five to ten years okay because uh, that's like where my beliefs lie and like purpose in life and stuff um so that's something i've actually had on my heart for like a really long time and what would um, your nonprofit be around um 
people not being able to get access to their basic needs like food, water, and shelter. Okay. Um, that's kind of like the realm that I am really passionate about uh, just from like past charitable work and stuff I've done and then stuff I want to do in the future. Wow. That's amazing. That's, that's the goal. But, uh, the, the goal is to kind of be able to build up a platform to be able to support that too. And yeah, like, of course, because I think one person can only do so much, but if one person can get one person to do, get one person to get one person. It snowballs, doesn't it? Yeah. It snowballs, definitely. No, that's that's fantastic hearing. It's, um, yeah, it's just amazing. Commendable. Uh, fingers crossed that that happens in the next five or ten years. And if you're doing what you're doing now, I'm sure it'll be a huge success. Absolute huge success. Josh, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. It's been absolutely fantastic having you in Hobby of a Lifestyle and just hearing more about your journey. Of course. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hobby of a Lifestyle. We hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, please leave a review. Visit our social media, Instagram at Hobby of a, Facebook at Hobby of a Lifestyle. Also our website, www.hobbyofa.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe.